I thank you for your mercy. I thank you for your holy word today that it will go out and it will be a blessing to all of us. And we, we always endeavor to remember the word of God. So we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. You can be seated. Open your Bibles, would you, to James, the first chapter. If you don't have a Bible, you can raise your hands. Our ushers will get you a Bible. We'll loan you for this service. Um, even though the scriptures are on the screens, it's good to turn in the Bible. Because that one day, the screen, remember, the screen didn't have a, have a verse on it that matched the Bible. Is that right? How many remembers that? That was the day I festooned my wife. Remember that? How many remembers that? So you always want to be sure that if you don't know what festoon is, I'm not going to go into that right now again. But always follow along in your Bible. Follow along in your Bible. It's pleasing to the Lord, I believe, when we do that. Now, how many of you have your Bible on the phone? You How many has a Bible on their phone? That That's fine. Just don't be texting while we're teaching. Amen? I don't think that would really be pleasing to the Lord, would it? But nonetheless, James, the first chapter, this being Memorial Day weekend, of course, tomorrow's Memorial Day, but this is considered Memorial Day weekend. It's a time to remember all those who have fallen on the battlefield, all those who have lost their lives in the military service to our country. And we're just so grateful for all of those who have given their lives so that you and I can be here this morning in this building and we can be free. Amen. And so I'm titling this subject today, it just seemed good to the Lord to, to, to uh, titling this Memorial, Memorial, and he just wants me to talk about some things pertaining to the importance of remembering and not forgetting. The importance of remembering and not forgetting. Notice in James, the first chapter in the 22nd verse, says this, James 1.22, be doers of the word. And not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. So it's interesting here that if all you do is hear the word of God and you never put it into practice, you're deceiving yourself. Now think about that. It's not even a matter of the devil coming in and deceiving you. You can deceive yourself. How do you do that? By hearing the word only and not doing it. Now look at verse 23. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately what? Immediately forgets what kind of man he was. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty, that's talking about the word of God. He who looks into the word of God and what? And continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. This one will be blessed in what he does. So can you walk in the blessing of God just by coming the to church and hearing the word? If all you do is come and hear the word, can you be blessed if all you do is come and hear the word? No, if all you do is come and hear the word, you're in a position of deception, aren't you? Did you hear me? 
See, if you come to church regularly and you sit and hear the word and all that's all you do is sit and hear the word, you put yourself into a position of deception. But if you'll come and hear it and then what? And then do it, continue in it, then you'll be blessed in in what you do, see. You know, forgetfulness is a very dangerous thing. It's a very dangerous thing. Actually, forgetfulness is one of the biggest enemies that we face in life. Did you hear me? I mean, a lot of times we talk about the devil is, is an enemy, and he is. He's defeated, thank God. Jesus defeated him. But you know, there's, there's a, a big enemy that we have, all of us, and it's forgetfulness. Forgetfulness, or not remembering. You know, it's not what we once knew that helps us, but it's what we remember and do that helps us. I, you know, teaching school for all the years that I taught school, and, and it happened to me when I was a student, but I would have students come in and on review day, man, you know, we'd be reviewing and everything was good. And, but then the next day when I'd give the test again and again, I would have students and they would just, when they'd hand their test in, they'd be so frustrated. They'd say, you know, that, that one problem, man, I knew how to do that yesterday. It's not what you knew yesterday that gets you points, is it? It's what you remember today what you remember today has that ever happened to anybody in here you you know you studied for a test and you knew the material and then you you got the test and then you forgot does that happen to anybody besides me is that frustrating when that happens but see forgetfulness not remembering is a is a it's it's a it's an enemy and um, you know the book of proverbs says uh, that actually it, it says we need to bind the word of God around our neck. If you ever read that in Proverbs, the third chapter? Now, that wouldn't be a bad idea, would it? You know, tie the word of God around our neck. Wouldn't that be something if we walked into Deerberg's or Walmart and we had the word tied around our neck or had some kind of an apparatus where it was in front of us all the time? Now, why does the Lord say that we ought to tie the word around our neck so that we don't what forget it but you know what i'll go you one more you could have the word tied around your neck and read it all the time and be in a position of deception is that right because it's not what you know it's what you do remember and do is that right is that right You know, the king of Israel was commanded by God to always keep a copy of the law or the word of God right with him at all times. Remember that in the Old Testament? I think it's in the book of Deuteronomy where God commanded the king to keep the word of God right by his side at all times and to read it and continue in it. To read it and continue in it. Why would you need to keep the Word of God by your side at all times so that you don't forget it? You know something else that has gotten a lot of folks in trouble is remembering what you think the Word of God said. How many of you, you've ever 
gone some length of time and you didn't really read the, the certain verse or whatever, and in the process of time, you'll get to quoting it wrong. Has that ever happened to anybody besides me? That's why we need to stay in it on a regular basis. Is that right? need to stay in it on a regular basis. Because you see, forgetfulness is a very, very dangerous thing. Now notice in Exodus, the 12th chapter and the 12th verse, let's go there. We're just speaking on just some various things that seem good to the Lord for us to cover today. Here on Memorial Day weekend. Uh, look here at Exodus 12:12. 12, 12. God is saying here, he'll, he'll say, uh, I'll pass through the land of Egypt on that night and will strike the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast, and against all the gods of Egypt, I'll execute judgment. I am the Lord. Now the blood shall be a sign for you on the house where you are. And when I see the blood, I'll pass over you. And the plague shall not be on you to destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. So this day shall be to you a what? A... A memorial. You might underline that in your Bible or highlight it or mark it somehow. This day shall be a memorial and you shall keep it as a feast to the Lord throughout your generations. You shall keep it as a feast by an everlasting ordinance. So you see this is when God ultimately brought the children of Israel out of Egyptian bondage. And this is known as the Passover. Remember that? And uh, God told them to institute a feast that they were to, comm- uh, you know, would commemorate this event. Why do you think the Lord had them uh, institute a feast so that they wouldn't what? So that they wouldn't forget. And this is when God brought them out of bondage. You know, I think all of us, I think a word to all of us today would be, let's don't ever forget. When God brought us out of bondage. Amen. Amen. Remember when you got saved. How many of you remember when you got saved? Remember that old song? I know when I got saved. I know when I got saved. Well, Jesus Christ, he is the most. Baptized me in the Holy Ghost. I know when I got saved. Remember that song? How many remembers that song? Well, I like that song. I, let's sing it together. I know when I got saved. I know when I got saved. Well, Jesus Christ, he is the most. Baptize me in the Holy Ghost. I know when I got saved. Amen. Amen. Praise God. You don't want me leading worship. I guarantee you that. But you get the point of the song. How many of you remember when you got saved? You remember when you got saved? You know, the weight of the world lifts off you, so to speak. I've had people again and again tell me, when I got saved, it just felt like the weight of the world lifted off of me. Actually, it was, wor- it was worse than the weight of the world. You know what lifted off you when you got saved? The wrath of God. Do you ever read in the Bible where the wrath of God abides on those that aren't saved? When they get saved, the wrath of God lifts. That's what that is when people say, I felt like the weight of the world lifted off me. That's the wrath of God lifting off you. Amen. Glory to God. But remember when you got saved. Remember when God brings you out of bondage. Remember these things. Look at Exodus 13 verse 8. Continuing right along here with this same, same thought of the Passover. 
And you shall tell your son in that day, saying. So it's important that we tell people. It's important that we, we, we tell our children. Amen. When God does something good for us. And remember it. Tell your son in that day, saying, This is done because of what the Lord did for me when I came up from Egypt. See, Egypt's a type of the world, you see. It shall be as a what? As a sign to you on your hand and a memorial. See, and a memorial between your eyes that the Lord's law may be in your mouth. For with a strong hand the Lord's brought you out of Egypt. You shall therefore keep this ordinance in its season from year to year. That's that feast, you see. But it's important to remember when... God brings us out of bondage. It's important to remember when God does things for us. Amen. So easy to forget. So easy to forget. So easy to forget. Have any of you ever gone through a hard time after you got saved besides me? Start grumbling and complaining a little bit. Anybody ever do that besides me? Well, what do we need to do? We we need to just go back and remember when we got saved. Amen. And how good God is and he brought us out. Now notice in Joshua 4 and 7. Joshua 4 and 7. This is after the people of God uh, crossed the Jordan River. You know in our Christian walk there's more than just one river to cross, isn't there? You know what I mean by that? How many of you know they crossed the Red Sea, isn't that right? But then there was also a Jordan to cross, right? And then there were enemies in the land. Wouldn't it be nice if there weren't any enemies? But there are. Thank God we've got victory. But notice here after they, you know, they took the Ark of the Covenant and it went down with the priests into the water first and the water parted and all of that. And the people walked, went across the Jordan. See, Moses led them across the Red Sea. Joshua led them across the Jordan. But notice here, Joshua 4, 7, you shall answer them. Uh... Then you shall answer them that the waters of the Jordan were out, were out off before the ark of the covenant of the Lord. When it crossed over the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan were cut off. Now watch this. Read that to get to this. And these stones, see Joshua, the Lord had him put stones up there, you know. And these stones shall be for a what? A memorial to the children of Israel forever now why did he have them set those stones there so that they would remember crossing the jordan now here they have like a little uh uh, they have a set of stones um it would do all of us well if you have trouble remembering things it would do us all well to have little little triggers what i call memory triggers do any of you know what i'm talking about Memory triggers. The stones here, memory trigger. The feast, remember, of Passover, a memory trigger. Uh, I, I've got a, uh, this, this was so interesting this morning. I've got a memory trigger right now waiting in my car for when I leave the service today. When I, when I came to church today, there's a, there's, I drive down this certain road and uh, pretty close to some trees and there's this dead branch sticking out. And I just missed it. Thank goodness, or it would have scratched my car. Just missed it. And you know what? Guess what's going to happen when I go back home? If I don't don't remember, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to hit it. 
and I'm going to scratch my guaranteed fact. I, I, you know, and, and, and even though I'm driving off the road and I said to myself, I'm going to remember that. Guess what I'm going to do? I'm not going to remember. Guess when I'll remember it? When, it, when I hear the... Huh? And then I'll say, oh man, I should have remembered that. Now, are you all like me or not? So you know what I did? I went in my glove compartment and I got some some thing that would never be out of the glove compartment. And I set it right there where my shift thing is, you know, right there. Now, I, now I can't set it on my seat. Why can't I set it on my seat? Because I, I, I'm talking the passenger seat now because I might not look over there. I got to put it somewhere where I know I'm going to see it. Now, are you like me or not? And then when I get in my car, if I'm going to see that, and you know what? It's going to trigger me to remember that, that limb. Is that right? But now I'll tell you how it is with me. Maybe you can relate. If I get, <laughs> and this has nothing to do with my age. I was like, I'm 48. I'm still a young whippersnapper. And... Amen. 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 Don't start thinking old. Right? But, I, but this had happened when I was 20. If I take that memory trigger and I set it on the seat, guess what's going to happen between me and the house and it's only two minutes away? Guess what? I'm gonna, when will I remember to branch? When I hit it? So guess what? When I see that memory trigger, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to hold it in my hand until I get, and then I'll remember to get out and pull that branch out, and then I'll, then I'll get it. Amen. When I buy stamps... Uh, I have these little yellow stickets, and I write stamps on it. And I keep that sticket right where I can't miss it. And there's been times where I've been walking in the post office, I get the mail, and, and, I, and, I, and I'll throw the, the little sticket away, and then I go through the mail, and then I'm halfway home, and guess what I forgot to do? So now I hold that, that sticket. There's been times I've just wanted to stick it right on my nose, you know. But this forgetfulness can really hurt us, can't it? Can't it? I mean, it really, really, really can. And, uh, and so, you know, uh, uh, I have these memory triggers. You know, do you ever remember It's a Wonderful Life, Uncle Billy? Remember him? He had strings on his fingers, remember? And then he had strings on the left hand to remember the strings on the right hand. You wouldn't want to let Uncle Billy take a big deposit to the bank for you, would you? He got George Bailey in all kinds of trouble, didn't he? Didn't it? Forgetfulness. Forgetfulness. So we need to be watchful of these things. Look at Exodus 17, verse 12. We need to remember when God brings us out of bondage, we need to remember... Uh, when he does good things for us. Exodus seventeen twelve. The children of Israel were in a battle. And Moses was there. And he was overlooking the valley, I guess it was, where the battle was. And as long as his hands were lifted, the people of God were winning. And whenever he lowered his hands, they were losing. Remember that? So you definitely wanted to keep Moses' hands up. Is that right? But Moses' hands became heavy. This is Exodus 17:12. So they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat on it. And Aaron and Hur supported his hands 
one on one side and the other on the other side, and his hands were steady until the going down of the sun. So Joshua defeated Amalek and his people with the edge of the sword. Then the Lord said to Moses, now, now notice, the people of God prevailed, the enemy was defeated, so there was a great victory here by the people of God. Then the Lord said to Moses, write this, write this for a what? For a memorial in the book and recount it in the hearing of Joshua that I will utterly blot out the remembrance of Amalek from under heaven. Write this for a memorial. I want to just encourage you today. Whenever God brings you out, whenever he causes a victory in your life, be sure you remember it. Amen? And if you have to get a sticket, if you have to put a, uh, if you have to put something on your refrigerator, whatever you have to do, whatever memory trigger you need, always remember when God brings you out and does something good in your life. Why is that? Because there's, there's more than one river to cross. There's more than one enemy to defeat. Did you hear me? And whenever God helps you to defeat an enemy, mark it somehow. Remember it. Thank God for it. Because eventually another enemy is going to come up. And guess what? God is a God who will do it again. Amen? If he brought you out before, he'll bring you out again. Is that right? But something I've learned about God is that if you're not grateful for what he did for you in days gone by... He's not as quick to help you in that which lay ahead. Now, I've learned that through experience. It comes down to being thankful, and we have to remember to be thankful. Did you hear me? So whenever he does something for you, mark it down. Get it, get it somehow where you will remember it and thank him for it. And when that next enemy comes up, well, you, he's done it before. You've been thankful for what he did for you before. And guess what? That thankfulness will springboard you into another victory. Amen? Did you hear me? You know, David, King David, he fought some battles, didn't he? Does anybody remember what he did when he defeated Goliath? After he brought the giant down? Does anybody remember? Does anybody remember the memory trigger that David kept? As a result of his victory over the giant, does anybody remember? Well, he used the sword, but he cut off the giant's head. In my study of the scripture, he kept that on display. I know it's gross. You didn't come to church today to hear about the head of the giant. But, you know, realize, say, memory trigger. Memory trigger. You know what? Uh, If I defeated... If I defeated a giant, I'd want some way to remember that. Amen? A lot of times, I guess, that's why they give trophies when you win in a sporting activity, you know. Because you want to remember your past victories. It'll inspire you for future. Amen? It's like whenever I beat Bill Ham at ping pong or, 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 or John over here at bowling, you know. <laughs> I always try to mark it down somehow or another so that I'll remember it. Amen. And the next time I get in a tough spot and they have the lead on me, I'll remember that I beat them before and I can do it again. Amen. I'm glad I have the microphone and they don't. But in all honesty, when John's on bowling, I can't 
It's hard to say, but I can't be... I just can't say that, but when he's on, I can't be... Boy, that's hard to get out. And when Bill's on, well, I can still be... No, I'm teasing, I'm teasing. I love these guys. If I, if I didn't love them, I wouldn't pick on them. But, uh, but he's a really good ping pong player, and he's a good bowler. And I'm there, I've got my hands full when I play these guys. And, and when they're on, it's real hard for me to beat them. But, but nonetheless, you understand I was being humorous there. But the fact of the matter is, we need to remember... I've learned this walking with God all these years. He'll help you, but if you're not appreciative for what he's done, he's not as likely to help you again. And if we forget what he's done for us, then we get ourselves in trouble. Did you hear me? I said, did you hear me? You know, one of the scriptures in the Bible that means so much to me, look at Genesis 8 verse 1, just the first couple of words there. You know, God doesn't forget things. Did you know that? Well, he's God. You know, the only thing that I can see in the Bible that God forgets, and he does so not because he's forgetful, he does so because he chooses to, is he chooses to forget our sins when we repent and confess. Isn't that wonderful? But look, what does the Bible say in Genesis 8, 8 verse 1? Then God, what did he do? He He remembered who? Noah and the animals and so on. They were in an ark, weren't they? And God remembered Noah. God up in heaven in that great majestic throne. And Noah down on the earth in that flood. Just, what, eight people in that ark with animals. That's it. But God didn't forget, did he? God remembered, didn't he? And you know what? If God will remember Noah, guess what? God will remember you. Isn't that, you know, so you need to think about that. No matter what storm you're going through, no matter what, what flood you're going through, the flood of life, whatever it may be that's facing you, sickness, disease, or whatever it might be, financial lack or whatever it might be, I want to encourage you today, we're talking about memorial, God will remember and does remember you. Amen? And that's good to know, isn't it? God remembered Noah. Look at Acts 10, verse 3. Just some various things here. I'm just giving out some things that I got in prayer as I was praying for the message today. There's probably something in here for everybody. God remembers. You know, He remembers when good is done. You know, God remembers all the good that you've done. He does, He appreciates it. Look at Acts 10, verse 3. Now about the ninth hour of the day, he, Cornelius, saw clearly in a vision an angel of God coming in and saying to him, Cornelius. And when he observed him, he was afraid and said, What is it, Lord? So he said to him, Your prayers and your alms, that's charitable giving, have come up for a what? Memorial before God. Think about that. Every prayer that you've ever prayed that's in line with the Word of God now, you understand, God remembers it. Every every tithe, every offering that you've ever given to God, He remembers it. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that wonderful? 
Your prayers and your alms have come up for a memorial before God. This goes all the way back. All the way back to when you first started serving God. Every prayer you've ever prayed is ever before Him. Every tithe, every offering, every gesture of kindness, He remembers. Look at Hebrews 6 and 10. Great verse on this. Look at this. Hebrews 6.10 God is not unjust to what? To what? God is not unjust to forget your work and labor of love. Isn't that wonderful to know that? God is not unjust to forget your work and labor of love, which you have shown toward his name, in that you have ministered to the saints and do minister. Every time you went over and cut somebody's grass for them because they weren't able to do it themselves, you did it in the name of the Lord. Guess what? God doesn't forget that. Any service you've ever done in the house of God, any good you've ever done for anybody, God remembers it. Well, if he's going to remember the good that we do to him and to the saints, then we ought to remember the good he does to us. Amen? Aren't you glad to know God's not unjust to forget our work and labor of love? You know, God does not forget the good. But you know, something else that he wanted me to talk about here today is he also doesn't forget when bad things are done. Unless there's repentance and, and, and confession, then he does. He chooses to forget. But look at 1 Samuel 15. Go there. Notice this. 1 Samuel 15. Go there quickly. Go there quickly. Samuel said to Saul, this is 1 Samuel 15 verse 1, Samuel said to Saul, the Lord sent me to anoint you king over his people, over Israel. Now therefore heed the voice of the words of the Lord. Thus says the Lord of hosts, I will punish Amalek. Now listen to this. God remembers the good stuff, but he also remembers when his people, when evil are done to his people. Unless there's repentance. By the one that's done the wrong. Notice what he says here. Thus says the Lord, I will punish Amalek for what he did to, for what he did to who? Israel. That's God's people. For how he ambushed him, or how he ambushed him on the way when he came up from Egypt. Now go and attack Amalek and utterly destroy all that they have, and do not spare them. But kill both man and woman, infant and nursing child, ox and sheep, camel and donkey. That sounds pretty hard, doesn't it? But God's commanding it. And how many of you know God is not to be questioned and he's right? Now we'll find out why if you just zip down to verse 32 for the sake of time. Because you know uh, Saul went and you know, defeated the Amalekites and all of that. But he didn't obey God in full. And he left the king alive and some of the choice livestock and whatnot. But notice this. God wasn't pleased with it. And, and Samuel the prophet came and, and God was displeased. Samuel was displeased because Saul did not obey God totally. How many of you know it's not okay to just obey God up to a point? We need to obey him in the full. Is that right? And, and Samuel said, bring Agag the king of the Amalekites here to me. 
So Agag came to him cautiously. The King James says delicately. Did you know that most of the leaders of the terrorist groups are cowards? Did you hear me? How how many of you know that's true? How many of you know uh, uh, Saddam Hussein will send out his men, but when when the Americans come in, somebody stronger than him, guess what? He's hiding in a hole somewhere. Is that right? Is that right? How many of you know he'll put women and children up in front of him? How many of you know he's a coward? How how, how many of you know uh, Osama uh, bin Laden? How many remember him? How many of you know he's a coward? Is that right? Now he'll send people to get on jets to fly him into planes, but when, when, when we come in to get him, he'll hide behind a woman. Is that right? Amalek, he commanded that little children be killed and little children be murdered and innocent people killed and murdered. But now, you see, see, God didn't forget all that. Say, God did not forget. Now, see, he didn't forget when Agag was, was killing innocent people. And Agag never repented, and now it's his turn. And God didn't forget that. He said, bring Agag, king of the Amalekites, here to me. So Agag came to Samuel cautiously, delicately. He was a coward. And Agag said, surely the bitterness of death is past. But Samuel said, as your sword, now watch this, as your sword has made women, what, women, childless so shall your mother be childless among women and Samuel hacked Agag in pieces before the Lord in Gilgal isn't that something why did I read that because you see God remembers the good that's done but God will also remember when his people are hurt and unless there's repentance a judgment day is coming settling day is coming you know Here at the Memorial Day weekend, we think about all of the uh, troops that have given their lives in battle. And and, and that's what this weekend is all about. And and, and that's where we want to keep our focus. But you know, as I was praying this week, I got to thinking about all of the soldiers of the Lord. The pastors and ministers who have served faithfully in this land. And you may not be aware of this, but you know, there have been many casualties of war. Did you know many pastors have been utterly destroyed? Maybe their life hasn't been taken, but but congregations, and I'm so glad you're a good congregation, but so many of them have been ravished by congregations who've talked badly about them and run them down and run them to the point of having a nervous breakdown. Why am I speaking on this? Because this is what the Lord brought up in prayer the other night. You know, God hasn't forgot one of them. I said, God hasn't forgot a one of them. And you know, I know about some of these congregations because I've tracked some of them over time. And people that have done wrong to good men of God, guess what? TikTok, TikTok, TikTok. Do you know what I mean when I say TikTok, TikTok, TikTok? What does that mean? That means time is passing. And you know what? I've watched congregations over the years who have done done wrong to good men of God and you know what I've watched them over the years tick tock tick tock tick tock doesn't happen overnight doesn't happen in a week doesn't happen in a month off time doesn't happen in a year but if they don't repent as years come and years go God doesn't forget and I've watched it again and again they don't end up very well 
We not only want to honor our physical soldiers, but we want to honor the spiritual soldiers too. Amen? Good pastors and men of God who have served. You may not realize it as you should, but many of them lay on the battlefield in service to God. Disregarded and abandoned by congregations. But you know the other side of it is true too. The Lord showed me this the other night. I, I was aware of it, but I saw it. And he wanted me to talk about it today. Is That there have been times where sometimes you'll find a pastor whose motives aren't, aren't as they should be. And have treated congregations poorly and have been talked down to congregations and have been been blunt and mean to congregations and 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 they never repent and 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 they 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 haven't you know we're in the army of the lord and the the commander hasn't been good to the troops and tick tock tick tock what does that mean when i say tick tock tick tock and you know i've seen again and again over these many years i've seen again and again these pastors that haven't done right to their congregations, they don't end up very well. My, my, my. I tell you what, I want to always commit to be a good pastor to you all and to love you. And you be a good congregation and you are. Praise God. We'll close on Luke 17. I don't know why I needed to say that, but the Lord wanted that said, so I obeyed him. Luke 17, verse 11. We'll close here. Probably the biggest thing I want you to get out of this message today is to remember to be thankful. That's what God's really looking for. I tell you what, if you want to be blessed by God, obey his word and always remember the good stuff he's done for you and be thankful. Look at Luke 17 verse 11. Now it happened... As Jesus went to Jerusalem, that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. Then as he entered a certain village, there met him ten men who were leprous and stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. So when he saw them, he said to them, go show yourselves to the priest. So, as it, so, so it was, as they went, they were what? They were cleansed. And how many of them? One of them, when he saw he was healed, returned with a loud voice and glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, at Jesus' feet, giving him what? Giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan and Jesus answered and said, were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? Were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, arise, go your way. Your faith has made you well. That's always been a passage of scripture that has affected me over the years think of that how many got healed 10 and how many out of that 10 came back they took the time to remember and come back to give thanks to jesus how many one isn't that sad teaches you a lot about people here teaches you a lot about human nature how many got healed Ten, how many came back to say thank you? One. And then he says to that one, your faith has made you well. Now, I can't prove it. I can't prove it. But I'd almost, if I were a betting man, I'd almost bet you anything you want to bet that those nine people didn't, those other nine didn't keep their healing. Did you hear me? If you want to walk in the blessing of God... Always remember to be thankful. 
Always remember to be appreciative. Always be thankful to God and always be thankful to anybody who does anything good for you. I'm 48 years old right now. My father died when I was seven years old. And I'll never forget Norman Hickson, the pastor of the Baptist church, took me fishing to try to help me in the grieving process. I remember when my dad was laid out at Fieser Nursing Home down in 1971. A lady, my Sunday school teacher, Mrs. Vickery, she came and she got me and she took me to the velvet freeze that was in Fenton at that time and she bought me an ice cream. I still remember that. I remember Mr. Blevins, my uh, teacher in elementary school. He was a, a, a member of the Baptist church where I went. I remember he came and he ministered to me. I remember when my grandma died, he came and he ministered to me. I remember a man named Gary Grogan. When my dad died, my mother and I had no one to look after us and take care of us. But there was this man named Gary Grogan that he was there and he filled in for my dad. And he was, he was a neighbor. He had a wife and a child, but he was right there and he was so good to my mom and I. And I've thanked him many times for the good that he's done for me. And I, we could go on and on and on over the many years, all the good things. I've, I've endeavored to never forget any good that anybody's ever done for me. People sometimes say, Pastor, you're so blessed. Why are you so blessed? Well, there's one reason, maybe above all the others, is that I've always remembered when anybody's done anything good for me. And I've never forgot it, and I've always been appreciative. And you know what? You know who's done more for me than anybody else? Almighty God. He died on the cross for me. He was buried and he was raised from the dead. Jesus. Amen? How many of you know that's the greatest thing that could ever be done? He laid down his life for me. He laid down his life for you. Don't ever let a day go by where you don't thank him for laying down his life. Don't ever let a day go by where you don't thank him for providing healing power to your body. Don't ever let a day go by where you don't thank him for provision. Amen. Yeah, but pastor, I just don't have anything. Hey, stop that. Stop that. He's provided for you. Get in the word of God. Find out what you got to do to walk in the blessing of God. I'll tell you where to start. Start with a thankful heart. Real loud, say thankful heart. Yeah, just start with a thankful heart and just start thanking him and just just thank God and bless him and thank people that have been good to you and bless people that have been good to you. And, 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 and sometimes I've gotten on people's nerves. Many times I'll go up and thank them. You know, thanks for doing that for me. Thanks for doing that for me. Thanks for doing that. And I've already had people say, you've already told me that. Well, I'm going to tell you again. Amen. Because I'm grateful for anything anybody does for me. Sad thing happened some time ago. I had a young man who my wife and I had done some things to, 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 to bless him. And, I, and I'll never forget this. It's just, it just it's amazing. We had done some things and some things had transpired. And he looked at me and he said, he said, I don't owe you any appreciation. Unless he repents, guess what? Tick-tock, tick-tock, tick-tock. What does that mean? How many of you want to walk in the blessing of God? Then we need to be appreciative, don't we? Thankful for anything anybody does for us. Amen? Let's stand. Close the service. Father, I trust that today as we've shared... This very simple message, we talked about a lot of different things, but I felt it was led by the Spirit. 
The words that have been spoken will cause all of us today to think again how important it is to be a person who remembers. Not a person that remembers grudges and carries grudges and all that, but but a person that remembers to be thankful, a person that remembers the good that you and everybody else have done for us, a person of appreciation. I trust that that will be indelible upon each and every one that's been here today. For I know, God, that you bless a thankful people. You bless a thankful man and a thankful woman. Father, for this country and those who have given their lives in battle will not let this service pass without being mindful and remembering what they've given for us. Those who have died. Now we know that they've died. They're gone to the other side. But sir, the families that remain. Because oft times the families are overlooked and forgotten. (laughs) Those women that get those words that their sons lost their lives on the battlefield. Those dads who lose their children on the battlefield. Those grandparents that get the word that their grandchildren have died on the battlefield. Those wives with little children the word comes that their husband, father's gone. And we know that time comes and goes and wreaths are hung and people forget. But Lord, we know you don't forget. And we'll be a people we won't forget. We won't forget. We won't forget their service to us. As we eat our hot dogs and hamburgers, that'll never be more important to this congregation. We'll remember the blood that has been spilled for us. Not only the blood, the most important blood that was spilled at Calvary, but the blood of the soldiers that have given their lives for all these years in the many different wars. We'll remember their families. We'll remember them in prayer and in deed. Just ask that you would comfort any family member now, that one that's lost a loved one. Comfort them. Holy Spirit, comfort them as only you can. Comfort them. We're just so thankful for them. All the good that they've done. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus, before you leave, be sure that you come to the front. There'll be some men and women standing up here. They'll introduce you to him. You'll be glad you did. Now I pray for the people as we go our ways. We declare no weapon formed against them will prosper. Any word spoken against them in judgment will fall to the ground and be of no effect. And we'll be hearers of the word. But not just hearers, we'll continue in it, we'll do it, and we'll be blessed in our, in our doing, in Jesus' name.
Amen. Now, today, go out reverently in respect of those who have given their lives for us. You can fellowship. Just let's be reverent today as we go out. Amen. You're dismissed.